This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Jeffy, triple eight seven two seven Beck. Stu, as always, and we'll hear about this tomorrow, as you know. Uh, I said the Super Bowl. Do you guys hit the Super Bowl? You ever, I go to the oh, Super Bowl every year. And of course, this I was the greatest Super Bowl, Super Bowl ever in Super Bowl history. I was there, I was there at the Super Bowl. Were you guys at the Super Bowl? Where were you guys when the Super Bowl was happening? The Super Bowl was on, and I was there. At I the was Super comfortably Bowl. sitting in my. Yeah, where I I always want to be. Not paying 20 bucks a beer. Not wasting a penny. Not wasting a penny on a crappy ticket in a nosebleed section. Not doing it. And spending 30 bucks on a hot dog with fries. Yeah, didn't need to. No. 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 Didn't need to. That's where we were. Had me a delicious burger that I grilled my own self. And uh, and, uh, it was fantastic. In my own little living area there. Huh. Watching a screen there of my own choosing. That's, uh, you know, you know, not a 19-inch black and white. No, it is not. No, it's not. It's, it's a little bit bigger than 19 inch inches. Black and white. Little, just ever so slightly larger than 19 inches. Yeah, but I mean, and not much. Yeah, you know, you don't need more than that. No, you don't, you don't need, need much more than, more than 19 that. inches. 21 tops. 20, 21 tops. You have a, and that's diagonal. You know, that's across like that. So, it was still black and white, but it, it's, it's color. Yeah, it's still black and white. I'm, okay. I'm hoping to get a color one day, but uh, that's still okay. better than actually paying $4,000 <laughs> right? to be there or whatever it was. <laughs> I was kind of looking at some of the tickets to, to maybe get an idea of what, what you would have to pay if you wanted to drive the four hours to Houston and, and check it. $6,000. That ain't parking either, bro. No, it's not that parking. That's not feeding. feeding. That's only one person. That's not taking anybody <laughs> with you. $6,000. You, you know, That's the drive to Houston, wow. the, the event would cost, because you'd stay overnight, obviously. And, I mean, it would cost $15,000 for a pair of people for to go. For two people, yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's ludicrous. A good, that's a good that's weekend. That's ludicrous. That's a good weekend. And, and maybe Stu got it for cheaper than that. I don't know. but Well, uh, first of all, he's only for himself. Right, because he's I mean, not bringing anybody. Everybody who everybody he goes is with the stag group, pays right. their own. Yeah. So it's not... right. You know, he doesn't doesn't allow the wife to go. Secondly, they do this every year, so they kind of know they know what they're doing. Sort of a little bit of the ins and outs, and they have you know they stay at different places. Yeah. So they find a place far enough away that it's not going to, you know, bankrupt them to stay there. I don't think they had to take out a loan to stay there overnight. Probably not. Um, Still though. Still, you're coming down to the wire on tickets. A lot of money. You're coming down to the wire on tickets. What's the cheapest you're going to walk away with? A uh, couple thousand, couple probably. grand, maybe. Yeah, I would say so. 
Okay, and and where are you are you are you did they move you out of the way to let Gaga jump and then put you back <laughs> at the top of the stadium last <laughs> yes. night for two thousand bucks? Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Okay, you aren't lying. But, Why don't you uh, guys go get yourself a thirty dollar hot dog because Gaga's got to jump from here, and then will you guys come back and sit down? No, he'll never tell us what he ticket. paid. He'll never tell us what he paid. Uh, but I, I would know. love to know. I know. And we'll hear about it uh, tomorrow, except for how much you paid, which is the only part I'm interested in. Right. <laughs> right. The only part of the weekend that he just experienced that I'm interested in, and he won't tell us that. <laughs> oh, we're going to find out. Uh, you think? Oh, I'm going to find out. All right. You do some investigating and find out about that. I'm going to find out. Meantime, uh, Donald Trump has uh, said today that all negative polls about him are fake news. Hello. All of them. All negative polls. If it's a bad poll on Donald Trump, it's fake. It's not real. So... Really? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, every one. Can you believe the unmitigated gall of this guy? Every one. If it's, if it's not, uh, if it's, if it's not praiseworthy of him, it's not even real. I, I, that just boggles my mind. And then those who follow him so blindly are all, yeah, that's right. Cause everybody does love him. Every single person agrees with him. How can you, how can you even begin to believe that? I mean, the, the Melissa McCarthy, Sean Spicer wasn't far off. Really wasn't. I mean, when you're talking about every negative poll is wrong, it's fake news. Come on now. It's hard to believe. Hard to yeah, believe. It sure is. Triple eight seven two seven back. All right, uh, we had a live audience in here the other day talking to Glenn about the Nazarene Fund, uh, the refugee deal. And uh, George Soros. And here's how that went. We can talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. And it has been another remarkable week um, with uh, politics and the media. Kim, where do you want to start? I want to ask about the Nazarene Project and where that stands now, especially since on the news we're hearing that Christian refugees might be given some priority to come to the United States. Well, if Christian refugees are coming to the United States, then you don't need the Nazarene Fund. Um, and that's a good thing um, because they've been trying to get into the United States. And we've had to kick the doors down and open up six different countries, I think. Um, and we have moved 4,000 people. Um, the last number I heard was 11,000 people affected in one way or another, you know, whether we moved them or made their conditions better. Um, but that number has got to be a lot higher, and 4,000 is probably closer to 4,500 by this time. Um, we are now in a period where we are maintaining them. We had to promise these countries that we would take care of them for two years, give them language, make sure that they were set up. Uh, so that's kind of where we are now. We're working with the countries and with the people in those towns. What's amazing to me is I don't know why we don't talk about um, going back home. Um, almost all of the Christians that we have moved want to go back once hostilities stop. They don't want to stay. And they don't want to stay because that is the motherland, if you will, of Christianity. And they feel a great responsibility um, to go back. And it's fascinating to me that all we are talking about is bringing, rescuing people and bringing them over here, and then they're setting up a new life. We haven't worked with the Muslims, so I don't know if they want to 
go back. Um, but it would be interesting to know that. Do they want to go back or do they want to live here in the United States? And if so, why? Yeah. Does that answer your question? It does. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Did, how many people were involved with the Nazarene Fund? It was, you should know that you, you know, if, if we were politically on the other side, it would be one of the biggest things in the world. It is truly remarkable what this small group of people did. I mean, there will be great, great rewards for, for what you've done. You, you don't have any idea when, you know, when, when you've saved girls from sex slavery and um, put the family back together, when we're hiding moms and their children from their brother who wants to honor kill because they've switched to Christianity. I mean, it's remarkable. It's remarkable. And this audience did it. And I hope you feel that. I hope you feel we've had to be so quiet about it because we couldn't tell the countries and we couldn't put people in danger that it has really been amazing that the audience was so involved and yet you were so far away from it all. I, I, someday we will tell you all of the stories when it's passed because they are remarkable. Miracles. We saw miracles. Who's next? Yes. Well, Glenn, first of all, I want to say it's an honor. I'm humbled. It's yeah. great to sit here in your presence. It's yeah. the closest I've been to you. Wow. I've watched many of your shows. I've been to many of your events. Which ones? I've been to 828. Uh, that was fantastic. I love the geese scene that came over That's that. what everyone remembers. Oh, yeah. I remembered you too, and, and, yeah. and I, it, it just definitely tells you that there's a divine reason why you're here, Glenn. There's absolutely a divine reason. Thank you. I've been out to Arizona, went out there and watched your seminars out there. Thank so you. I've been to many of your events. Um, my question is, and I sat here and listened to you this morning, that we had enough. We've had enough. We've had enough in this country. And I sat over the weekend listen, watching how the protesters, how did they get assembled so fast and so rapidly in this country? I know you and George Soros are great buddies. Oh, so. we're like this. <laughs> yeah, so, One so, of us has a knife for the other's yeah, chest. And so, I think that's him. Uh, and, uh, and when you go back and you look at the, uh, the Agenda 21 and we, and we look at all these issues that are out there, how can somebody not be considered a terrorists by funding these type of actions that are going on? Because terrorist is a pretty big word to throw around. Um, he is known as an economic terrorist in many countries. He has collapsed three economies. Um, and I believe he will be behind the collapse of this one when the time is right and when the ducks are all in a row. Um, he is the major funder behind the radical uh, left. And you're exactly right. Um, how, how did these people put this together so quickly? I mean, I don't know if you've seen the Women's March. Dot, I think it's womensmarch.com website. I, I mean, when we put 828 together, we, we struggled. To, we didn't even know what to do to put a website together. We had no idea. We had to, you know, people start calling us and saying, hey, we're going to bring a bus. And we'd say, hey, 
could we put your bus on the website? And I mean, it was organic. That website, in a week, had all of the bus routes. They had, you know, uh, uh, Florida at womensmarch.com, you know, Indiana at womensmarch.com. They had all these things that as somebody who's put these events together with a second job, you know, all of us, when we put those things together, that wasn't our, that wasn't what we did. That was, we were doing that moonlighting. We didn't have time to do any of that stuff. How did they do that? Lots of money and lots of help. And I, I will tell you, I am, I am gravely concerned about um, I think we have two sides that want to blow it up. I think we have um, Donald Trump does not. I don't believe he wants to blow it up. But Steve Bannon does. Steve Bannon has just been he has just been made um, uh, the the president's proxy for the national security meetings. Now, how, how does that happen? A political advisor in those meetings without the president. And they've just gotten rid of the military advisor. The Joint Chiefs of Staff used to be there. He's out. And so is the head of Intel, out. Now, why would you do that? Why would you take military and intelligence out of that meeting? Why? Perhaps because you have a plan. Perhaps. This is me just wargaming. Perhaps because you have a plan that the military, you know, will not say yes to. They won't agree with those things. We want to go, let's just say, we want to go much softer with Russia. The military would say, absolutely not. The intelligence would say, absolutely not. But if it's a political organization, then your National Security Council can say whatever you need it to say. I don't know why that happened, but that's one of the scariest things anyone on my team has seen yet. In um, September, he said uh, to Vanity Fair, darkness is good. This is Bannon, chief advisor to our new president. Darkness is good. Darth Vader and Satan. Now that is real power. He has claimed that he is a Leninist. And when they said, you mean you're a Marxist? He said, no, I don't agree with what he was pushing for. I'm a Leninist. I believe what Lenin did to gain power, tear it all down. That is who I am. So you have a guy who is pushing for instability, tear it down, pushing for the argument. On the other side, you have a shadow organization taking real people, our neighbors, and souping them up for the streets before really he's done anything. Last week, what the heck was that march about? What was that march about? Yes, the man has said things. Yes, I don't like what he said, but he's now our president. How did you get millions of people to march around the world for what? 
And then the very next weekend, you do it again. On what? That wasn't a Muslim ban. That, that is, a, that is a, 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 a hold. That is, that is absolutely reasonable to say, I want to hold and look at the process. That thing was in process to be boycotted before the ink was dry. So what's, what is this side doing? They're, they're souping the streets up and playing right into fears, playing right into anger, souping them up. What's this guy doing? Souping them up by attacking, by attacking the press. We attack the press. We feel good. Makes these people say, these guys are insane. We're, we're, we're headed for a train wreck. I hope I'm wrong but a train wreck of biblical proportions. Well, that was my other question. The follow-up was, uh, what is really the end game here? I keep asking that. What is the end game here? Power. Power. Power and money. Power. Power. And power and money. Power and money. Money and power. Powerful. Money and power. It's powerful. Am I right? Who's with me on that? 100% correct. Thank you. 888-727-BECK. It is uh, Pat and Stu, and this is, of course, uh, Jeffy. You know, the fact is, your current phone carrier uses your money to undermine your beliefs. And they spend tens of millions of dollars to remove conservative leaders from office. I I was stunned at some of these uh, companies, and some of whom I'd heard of a lot. Some of whom I'd heard of not at all. I know. But they'd spent upwards of $100 million. Millions of dollars. It was actually shocking. It was to unbelievable. Hear some of the money that these companies are spending. And they're all doing it behind your back. They don't ask you, hey, do you want us to invest in um, Planned Parenthood for you? They don't ask you that. They just do it. Nope, we just do it. But there's an alternative. Jeffy, do you there know what is? that is? I mean, you it's don't. It's Patriot Mobile. Pat. Oh my gosh! It's Patriot Jeffy Mobile. Jeffy does know what it is. They offer. Gotta... Thank, thank you. Good for thank you, you, Jeffy. Thank you. Jeffy thank you. knew. He knew the it's answer. Patriot Mobile. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And I knew it because they offer nationwide talk and text right? with high-speed 4G LTE data. Yes. And they do it with competitive prices. Right. And donate up to five percent of your bill to a conservative organization. Of your choice. Right. It's so like the NRA or, uh, you know, a pro-life organization, not to Planned Parenthood. And you'd be able to sign up and tell them where you want your money to go and all of that. So switch today. Patriot Mobile will buy out your current contract, too, up to $500 per line. And then they'll throw in a free iPhone nice. uh, 5S as well with a $50 unlimited talk, text, and data plan or a free Galaxy S5. Uh, really good deal. <laughs> Call really now. Good. Patriot Mobile will waive your $35 activation fee with the promo code Pat and Stu. Pat and Stu is huh? the promo code. Okay, so go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze. Patriotmobile.com slash blaze or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Hi and welcome. 888-727-BECK. 
Uh, world leaders, again, duped into investing billions of dollars into uh, manipulated global warming causes because they keep manipulating the data. And then they'll tell us, well, the consensus is clear. The science is in. There is no dispute. There is no discussion. That's why we can't have a discussion. It's already done. We're done with the discussion. The science is clear. There is complete consensus. No, there's not. Uh, the Daily Mail, uh, and I, I'm trying to think, there is one of these uh, London newspapers that does really good work, and I, I think it is the Daily Mail on this. Uh, Stu probably knows better, but they, they're the, one of the few that actually cover this in a real way. Re realistic yes. points of view. Yes, and they show that, <laughs> hey, there may be another side to this. Maybe I haven't heard it. Uh, but they've revealed um, evidence that the organization that is the world's leading source of climate data rushed to publish a landmark paper that exaggerated global warming. I mean, how many times have we heard this? Over, over and over. and over again. It never ends. And was time to influence the, the uh, Distant big Paris Agreement on Climate Change, of course. Amazing. Of course. One of the, one of the high time. level. I know. Every time. It's agonizing. And then we hear, oh, that was manipulated and it was wrong. Oh, but we just... No, there's, there's consensus. Uh, you're a climate denier. And if you bring up any of this, you're, ju you're, you're just wrong. a climate denier. One of the high-level whistleblowers uh, told the newspaper that America's National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration... NOAA. ...breached its own rules on scientific integrity when it published the sensational... But flood report. I'll tell you something. There is no scientific integrity when it comes to this bullcrap. <laughs> I know. There is none. It certainly doesn't seem that way. There isn't any. There, there is no integrity. There is no scientific integrity when it comes to global warming. All they want you to do is shut up and, and listen to what you're fed. Just we're going to feed you. You just shut up and eat it. You just shut up. Well, but what? Shut up. <laughs> and they jam it down your throat. You said the earth was going to be warmer by <laughs> right. another 84 degrees <laughs> right. by now. And you said we wouldn't have snow anymore. Shut up! And they just keep <laughs> shoveling it down. So on the one hand, we're in the West. They've got, like, for instance, the uh, Sierra Nevadas have 20 feet of extra snow than they normally have this time of year. 20 feet more than they normally have. So what are they focusing on? Like, I don't know, Des Moines, Iowa or something where there's four well, inches there's less. None. Yeah, there's Right? None. That's going to be the case every single year in every single country. <laughs> Sometimes you're going to get more snow in parts of the country and less in others. But Utah and the West are getting hammered this year. So what you're saying is that it fluctuates the weather. Yes, yes. So some... <laughs> yeah. I want to make sure I have yeah. it right now. because Okay. I, I don't you seem to be getting it. If if mm. it's some years, it might be really cold over here. Right. Mm -hmm. And then really warm over here. Over there. Uh -huh. And then right. a few years later, it might be really warm <laughs> over here. Yeah, but colder. And a few of those colder over, over here. Over there where it was warmer. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Huh. I, I would also huh. say that some years there's going to be a, a lot of snow in your area. In other years, there's not going to be as much. <laughs> you're going to think, wow, we didn't have very much snow this year. And the next year, you're going to think, what the hell? Can we stop with the shoveling? <laughs> and that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember, 
I, and that's happened my entire life. Oh my God. I mean, I grew up, you grew up, you know, in Montana, in the north, but I mean, yeah. I grew up in Michigan and oh, I can remember, like oh my God. Sometimes. Snow, ice storms, yep. rain, and then some winters would be. Where's the snow? That's Nobody called bad. it global warming at the time, though. It was called um, uh, weather. That's what it was called uh, back in the day. You know, <laughs> it's weather. Yeah, well, the weather changed. Yeah. Or we had a Chinook this year, and, and the wind was blowing differently. It was blowing, blowing from a warm direction. Okay. I, I mean, unbelievable. Because there were times when I would walk, and I remember it distinctly, I would walk to school in snow up to my thighs, you know, because I was obviously shorter. Um, and it would be up to here on me, and I would be trudging. It would be really tough to get through the snow. There would be other years where we'd barely get any. Right. It, it's just been a reality on this planet because that's the way it is. The, the climate, it, it, the weather changes. It goes through cycles. And, and the sun goes through cycles. I don't know. There's a 2 million degree burning so orb we, in the sky. What we do is we travel yeah, around right. we, we around, go around like sun. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, once we're, when we're going like this, we turn mm -hmm. at the same time, right? Right. And, and that, sometimes the those, sun that's hits what us marks at different the days. angles. Yeah, and the seasons. And then there's other stuff that goes on on the earth that wind. Uh-huh. Isn't that, that weird? That changes all the time? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Kind of amazing. So, And it's usually not the CO2 the that's making it so warm. It's usually that $2 million, $2 million degree burning orb in the sky. Uh, so I think that has a little something to do with the our weather. Sun? Yeah, call me crazy. I think it has a little something to do with the weather on this planet. So anyway, no, these, that's impossible. These boneheads, that's impossible. They continue to manipulate this data, and then we're just supposed to swallow it all the time. The report claimed that the pause or the slowdown in global warming uh, in that period since 1998 never existed. They claimed the world temperatures had been rising faster than scientists expected. These are both unbelievable, blatant lies. And uh, they, it was launched by the NOA, by NOAA, with a public, public relations fanfare, splashed across the media all over the world, and it was repeated sure was. by politicians like Barack Obama over and over and it over sure again. Was. Not only is it, is it happening, it's happening faster. It's happening faster than we have believed. And, no, it's not. The data shows it. And we said it over and over at the time. No, it doesn't. Look at the... I mean, all you have to do is step outside. And you know, it's, it's, it's no hotter than it ev has ever been. I mean, let's say it is 0.9 degrees warmer today than it was 100 years ago. Is that anything a human being notices? No, it really is not. And especially since we hit our peak of warming in 1998, <clears throat> and it's flattened out ever since. I mean, it's ludicrous what they're doing to us. It is, and that's why I continually call it a hoax. Because it is a hoax, the way they're presenting this thing. Uh, and they completely manipulate the data. They go back and change the data. They make it uh, uh, cooler back in the past so that it looks warmer now. I mean, over and over they're doing these little tricks. He, the whistleblower... Uh, who Dr. John Bates, one of the top to scientists, a, yeah, yeah, uh, said it's shown that he has irrefutable evidence that the paper was based on misleading, unverified data, 
and I love this part, his vehement objections to the publication of the faulty data were overridden by Noah's yeah. superiors in what he describes as the blatant attempt to intensify the impact. Of course, mm -hmm. I mean, we that's what the whole uh, Paris climate uh, deal was based on, yeah. was that impact, as what becoming known as the pause buster paper. Well, oh they, my gosh. they had to do something about the pause. They had to, because it was... It's been going on, in reality, 20 years now, because it actually started, I think, in 1997. It's 2017 now. Yeah. So we are wow. in our 20th year of this pause. And they, they can't have that. None of the computer models predicted anything like that. Not one of their models said, well, now they have a 20-year pause, but then it'll kick right back in and get hotter than ever, and it'll go up five degrees a year until it's so hot that we're all incinerated. I mean, none of them predicted well, any of that. Well, on top of which, the computer models themselves, even with right data, didn't predict it. No. But the computer models that are saying that it's, we're all going to die were all based on all faulty material anyway. Yes. I and mean, it's agonizing. Yeah, it, it is. It truly is agonizing. And even if you believe their dire predictions, only, the only time it gets dired, dire is like after 2100 the year 2100. So you're assuming that, let's say that happens. Let's say okay. that we're wrong and they're right. And there's going to be a four degree temperature rise by 2120. Well, you're assuming that in the next 103 years, we're not going to come up with anything. We can't. That slows that down or stops that in any well, there'll way. There'll be no changes in 100 years. I mean, we'll go backwards in 100 years. Think about how far backwards we've gone in the last 100 years. That's what I'm kind of saying, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I mean progress could not be made. No, progress there's been almost no, be just the last five years. It's almost like we were back to the Renaissance time. Right. I mean, it's, it's ludicrous <laughs> to get all worked up over this. It's absolutely ludicrous. It most truly is. 888-727-BECK. More patents do coming up in a minute. It's just a money laundering yes. scheme. Yes, yeah, it is. Yep. <laughs> 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu. You know, one of the things that kind of bothers me that I've, I've heard a lot over the last uh, couple of weeks since the Patriots made it to another Super Bowl is, I hate the Patriots. They're always in it. I don't like them. I, I hate the Patriots. I hate Tom Brady. Why? You, they, since, too much. they win too much. Since when in this country do we hate success? Why is that a thing? It certainly why, has become a thing, boy. Why do we hate people who are successful? Why would you hate Tom Brady? Because he's really good looking. He has a really beautiful supermodel wife. He's won five Super Bowl championships. He's led his team to five Super Bowl championships. Um, went to and one you of hate them leading, for that? Went to one of your leading academic institutions, the yeah. University of Michigan. Right. I don't... I mean, we didn't used to be a country... I mean, I know we cheer for underdogs, and that's fine. But why would you hate the successful people isn't that the that's the whole mode of the left isn't it in the it sure is income inequality nonsense i that, so should we redistribute some of the patriot championships to the atlanta falcons because they don't have any i mean that's where you go with that kind of stuff oh, absolutely right? and, and trust me there's some atlanta falcons fans that would be happy with that keith malinax probably one of them <laughs> 
but uh, what happens to the losing team's uh, championship shirts? I think they wind up in Africa, don't, yeah, they? don't they? I think they do. I mean, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm, I, I always heard that they did. After the big game of any sport, fans and players are going to be clamoring for a commemorative bird's touch, which we see all the time. I mean, everybody wears that. You know, as soon as, as soon as a team wins a championship, they're sporting the new gear that's uh, for sale now at NFL.com for $800. Uh, based on strong sales after the Chicago Bears 2007 championship win, Sports Authority printed more than 15,000 shirts. Yeah, but what happens to the old stuff, the loser, the loser shirts? Um, yeah, it's a lot of... This printed it's shirts, a lot of, can't the store shelves. Uh, they wind up a group, a human, international humanitarian aid group called World Vision, uh, collects all of these unwanted T-shirts, and then they distribute them in... Uh, to Pittsburgh, and then they're shipped overseas <laughs> oh, okay. to people living in disaster areas. So that's why goes to Pittsburgh. If there's a, let's say there's a an earthquake in the Congo, you you're going to see a lot of people uh, with Atlanta Falcons uh, t-shirts. I don't think you will. World champions. I don't think you will. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think this year they'll the say no thank you. They'll say no thanks. No, I'm not wearing that thing. I'll go naked. Are those the, the Falcons? <laughs> no thank you. Those losers, they've never won a single Super Bowl. <laughs> they blew a 25-point nope. lead in a quarter and two minutes. No thanks. Uh, <laughs> but I think uh, that is what happens to them, yeah. right? Because you always see them on the homeless in urban areas, and you see them on, uh, on kids in Africa when you get some yeah. shot. They, of- again, they got to print it up. I remember, I remember when, um, you know, obviously it's a story in every city when your team goes to the Super Bowl and they talk about what happens if they lose. Well, there's been 85,000, you know, all the store owners have got their orders in. And if mm-hmm. they win, then their orders are automatically shipped to them. And some of the stores have to actually sign uh, waivers like uh, if the team doesn't win, the boxes do not get opened and they get shipped back. You know what I mean? You haven't yeah. met your store ready to sell, but... If they lose, eh, eh, no, we're not opening them and selling them. And uh, I'm sure the NFL comes in and burns your entire store down and takes your family and rushes them away for ransom if you sell them. I'm sure so, they do. I mean, stores mm-hmm. are pretty good about sending them back. <laughs> uh, also, uh, apparently there's a genius theory out there circulating for how Clifford's owner... You know, the big red dog, Clifford, Clifford. biggest dog in the world. What is it, 25 feet tall or something? Um, How the owner of Clifford would, would, how Emily, I think Emily's the owner, right? If I remember from my, uh, from reading to my kids. uh, How would Emily pick up his poop? Well, first of all. (laughs) Somebody's got too much time on their hands. You'd be very careful about it. That's the first thing. You need to be very careful about it. But is there a video of this? Is that what we have? I hope so. No? Oh, we got we have we should create a video. Yes, we of should. Of how to pick up Clifford poop. Uh, the most feasible option apparently is that it would train Clifford to poop in a dumpster. <laughs> okay, uh, he's around 25 feet tall. So based on the average weight and height of a regular lab, uh, someone estimated he, he would weigh around <laughs> 87 tons. If yeah, he was to poop in proportion stuff. to a human by weight, that would be around a 1,320 pound. Dog do uh, per day, thirteen hundred and twenty pounds. That's so a good yeah, amount. you wouldn't want to move that. You wouldn't no, want Emily to have to clean that up. No, that's a good amount. And that's also, uh, I got to tell you, um, I never thought of that when I was reading to the kids. Uh, where would Clifford Poo go? No, it's not something that ever occurred to me. <laughs> Daddy, what happens if the dog? Poops? Yeah, we're not going to talk about that tonight, kids. Go to sleep. <laughs> 
Go to sleep. We'll talk about that in the morning. Don't all dogs poop, Daddy? <laughs> Go to sleep. Okay, so we're all out of time. Um, <laughs> although we do have time for uh, this quick trailer from uh, uh, the latest Beauty and the Beast trailer. Ooh, have this you could seen be this a yet? big movie. I haven't seen the latest. This is good. Here it is. So big. My dear Belle, you're so ahead of your time. This is a small village. You are the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. Nobody deserves you. And it's small-minded as well. But small also means safe. Oh, no. I've come for my father. He's a thief. Come into the light. Finally learn to love. Tell us all time. Have you really read every one of these books? <gasps> Some of them are in Greek. True as <sighs> it can be. Hopefully that won't bring back Celine Dion. That's that's all I ask. Please, just, just don't start playing Celine Dion again. But it's beauty of the is that too much to ask? Is that is. too much to ask? That's, oh, uh, I'm I, guessing that that will probably make a couple of bucks. Yes, it, yes it will. <laughs> I'm uh, guessing it'll make a couple I, of bucks. I just heard this, that the actual story, the actual uh, book, um, in it, the father... Trades his freedom for his daughters. For Belle? Yeah. With the Beast. He makes a deal right. with the Beast. Take her and let me go. I mean, that's pretty ugly. So in the Disney-fied version, we don't... Oh, wait, it doesn't wait, happen wanna, like that. Wait. doesn't happen wait, the quite father like that. trades... His, his freedom for, to, for her imprisonment. He sells out his own daughter okay. in the book. Oh, that I understand then. I'm sorry. I thought it was just the other way. <laughs> That, I mean, if you're imprisoned by a beast. If, yeah, of if course you're going to sell out your daughter. If you've got a hot daughter living right? in town, you might as well sell might her out. Might as well use it. What do you got the hot daughter I mean, for? Thank you. Yeah. All right. Beast. You're killing That's, me here. What a surprise. You got her instead of me. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yes, that's I mean, the uh, Jeffy version. Thank you. Which, I mean, I understand uh, it now. I'm sorry. Yeah. I misunderstood. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's pretty ugly. That's real but, ugly. You know, you find out in so many of these fairy tales that they're ugly stories. Oh, they all are. Dark. They're pretty dark and You don't and think nasty. about it until, oh, I love this story. Yeah, and, and then you, you read the real it. thing. Peter Pan's the same way. Peter Pan's pretty dark. Uh, <laughs> Mary Poppins is not a happy chick. And so, when you read the actual stories, uh, it's a little bit different. And, they're not de- and then they stabbed each other in the face <laughs> with giant swords. Right. And they both die, kids. Okay, oh. good night. Right. Love you. Triple eight seven two seven. Beck, we got a spoons episode uh, coming up. Oh, nice. It should be fairly interesting. What? Yeah. Food. It's okay. food. It's yeah. meat. It's. Ooh. It's. I know there's meat involved, so we're pretty excited. Santa meat. <laughs> All right, so uh, we've got we've gotten to the bottom of the uh, Celine Dion situation. She is on the new oh, of soundtrack. She is. she is on the soundtrack, which sucks. And Peebo's not dead. Well, we didn't say that on the air. No. So, but thank but you. I just wanted all those people who were sharing. were worrying about it. No, because the original the original Beauty and the Beast was sung by Celine with Peebo Bryson. Peebo Bryson. Mm-hmm. But this new one is going to be sung by Ariana, Ariana Grande. Of course. Yeah, she's yeah. hideous. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, I hate. whoa. Ariana Grande, she's an anti-American idiot. And no question about that. Idiot. If they I just didn't... keep their mouths shut and right? sing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Things would be much better. All right, so we've got a Spoons episode, but we're not sure uh, why, except <laughs> well, it's, it's shaped like a football. <laughs> it's Super Bowl Spoons. It's, so for, it's, it's, look, it's leftover from the Super Bowl <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Made from Somebody had a super ball. Foot, uh, football-shaped sausage come, that they didn't eat. Were so there any leftover to. wings or hot dogs or <laughs> hamburgers, cheeseburgers, something? Wouldn't that have been good? But, yes. Uh, this is summer sausage in the shape of a football. What must that taste like? Look. Again, this is only for science. <laughs> Look at that. See? Wow. Mm. You could throw that uh, to in a fact, friend. As a matter of fact. <laughs> See, in fact, you catch it. Oh, boy. Let's, Go go long, Brad. Oh, I yeah. Oh, I'm gonna lose it in the lights. No, wow, that that <laughs> it's hefty, isn't it? That right yeah. there, that is yeah. some meat. <laughs> it's some meat. And all right, that, and we've just handled it's a, it. So. It's a little damp too. <laughs> well, it came out of refrigeration. Woo, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of gross. I mean, that is really pungent. Yeah, mm. that smells so like sausage. It, it does smell like summer sausage. Like sausage. And there's some sort of. You know, I've just had the flu. I might have to say... Oh, great. I'm going to take a Pasadena on the summer What? Wait a minute. You just touched it. Uh, I know. But not inside. No, not inside. You just touched Uh the wrapper. (laughs) (laughs) What's so funny? Is that good? Oh, oh, this looks good. Looking good? (laughs) We also have uh, bacon, bacon habanero. Uh, chips to try mm. with this. Uh, so Here, Brad, here's... come and take oh, some yeah, I'll come. Sausage. I'll come get it. Just... I'm gonna try a bacon. I, don't think I, can I know what bacon. sausage tastes like. I think. do. I don't think I can stomach that right now. The sausage? Yeah, I don't think. Really, I don't think I can. 
Is it good? Yeah, actually. I got a whole thing going on, and I don't think I can mm. stomach that right now. On a scale of 1 to 18, what do you give it? 9.6. Okay. That's not bad. All right, it's what about horrible. the bacon habanero? I'll give those a. Uh, are these 7-Eleven chips still? I don't know. World market. All right. I'm going to give those an 8 or 9. Although they, yeah, they do have a little kick to them. Wait, they, got like a, they got a sweetness yeah, to them, too. Yeah, they do. I like a nice zip bad. to my chip. <clears throat> those are pretty good. Maybe more than a 9, maybe like an 11 for those. Mm -hmm. Maybe an 11. Yeah, these, oh, they deserve double digits for yeah. sure. Yeah, do you think so? Yeah, we it's, a, it's that sweetness. It's got that little, that little taste of sugar. And a little kick mm. in the back. Mm -hmm. On the back end. Yum. Okay. All right. Did you have like a story that, that you wanted mm -hmm. to share, too, before we're out of here? we got a couple minutes, and I just want to share. I, I shared this uh, on uh, my radio show on Saturday and got a lot of heat for it. So I'm just going to remind you again that the daycare in Texas, uh -huh. they put up the little sign that said, Hey, you're picking up your child. Get off your phone. Your child is happy to see you. Are you happy to see your child? Don't ask me that question. We have them in daycare. We have seen children trying to hand their parents their work and completed. I was just making sure yours is on because you sound like you're coming from across the room. Oh, microphone's right here. All right. So we have heard a child say, Mommy, 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 and the parent is paying more attention to the phone than their own child. It is appalling. Get off your phone. Um, I just want to remind the daycare that. Uh -huh. I'm paying for you, okay? <laughs> I'm paying for you. I'll pick up my kid any way I want. Uh, that's a sign in Texas? Yes. Of people telling uh, parents how they should parent? Yeah. That would piss me yeah, off. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Now, I, Although, I, I if you're it. on the phone... I know. ...and you're about to run over children, I would think maybe... You're picking up your kid and... I don't you know, know. Maybe it's appropriate. Mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy, didn't you want to see the little necklace I made out of shells? No. No. No, you little brat. No. Look at him. No, leave it here. I'm I sending out up. a tweet. Leave me alone. I worked it up. Right? Right? I'm on the phone. Zip it. <laughs> okay? I've got a Facebook post I'm working on. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> That's how you I handle know. children right The place right doesn't close for another it. couple minutes. Go back inside. <laughs> I've had six of them, I know. This, uh, that's how you do Thank it. Thank you. All right? Thank you. Shut up, you little brat! Thank you. And then you move on. But I wanted to right. show you, I wanted to show you my special drawing. No! Shut up! You little brat! The picture is getting clearer and clearer now. <laughs>